On this episode of The Philly Report, we examine how Kella unknowingly was the brainchild behind how we experience food delivery. Now, he is a serial entrepreneur who is walking on sunshine. Thank you guys so much for joining us on a brand new episode of The Failure Report. So before we started this show, I was just uh, joking with Kella about, I am going to get your interview. I have been stalking this guy since we were in a conversation together. I was presenting at a, a, um, like a meetup and we were talking about failures because I'm obsessed with my failures. I talk about them all the time. And he was like, uh, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And the realness, the rawness, the opportunity just to stand in his truth was just appealing. And I was like, I will have him on the show. So I chased him for a little while, but we made it happen. So I'm on location at the beautiful Moxie in Columbus, Ohio. He's sitting in his own house. This is his, nor- his everyday view that he's got going on here. So Kella, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for being willing. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. I remember when we when we met, uh, it was it was really exciting to uh, see what you were doing. Um, yes. I was so invigorated coming out of there, and there's just your energy is just explosive. It's like we should have had this on a Monday, right? And this is kickstart my week uh, by <laughs> talking to you live. I mean, what else could I want? That's like coffee times a hundred. So. I love that. Well, we can schedule our little Monday powwows. We'll have a little and, Monday motivation for just the two of us. How about that? Right. <laughs> well, guys, I'm going to hop right into it. Like I said, I am on location at the Moxie. So I apologize about some of the background noise, but we're going to jump into it anyway. So listen, I remember when we talked, we were talking about just you know, you've sold a company, you've acquired, you've been acquired by a company. I want you to get into like the, how did you start? Where did you start in your startup world? And then like, so what do you do? And then when did you know that, uh, that you had hit a space, maybe okay. not a failure, failure space, but a space nonetheless. Say, say that again. I'm going to say the last part. Yeah. When did you know that you had hit a space? You know, you all, we always, we categorize that as a point, a period in time, you know, where you're like, mm, Something ain't right. Yeah. I will. I guess I how I started. So um, I'm originally from Nigeria. (laughs) I went to the University of Louisville. Uh, So go Cards. I'm right now in Louisville. Uh, So I thought I'd be a professor, um, but I always had this mantra that I wanted to be the best at whatever I was doing. And if I if I didn't believe I couldn't be it, I wasn't gonna do it. So there was a paper I was trying to replicate. I couldn't do it. I was like, look, I'm how what kind of good scientist am I going to be if I can't even replicate this guy's study? And uh, so anyway, I went over to starting a company um, uh, uh, instead of grad school, uh, dropped out of grad school to start that. Um, and it was just uh, it was just learning. I just had to learn as I, as I was going. Um, I, I started getting really enamored around uh, startups and around the successes that you've seen, you know, just reading books, things like Zero to One, um, following people's stories about, you know, what it is for you to do, uh, attending you know, local places in uh, Louisville that'll let you know what to do. So I just went in head first, right? Like, I'm gonna do this. I found a problem, misdelivery. I was like, look, restaurants, we were at this restaurant and we'll have people say like, hey, we wanna order food, but we don't wanna come by. And the only option that they had in the city was, it'll get to you in an hour, 30 minutes, it'll travel so far. And I was like, yo, this just doesn't work. We need, to, we need something else that works. And that's how I came up with my first idea, right? I was in grad school working in a restaurant. I saw what need that they have. And I was like, hey, I can make an Uber Eats. Well, there wasn't an Uber Eats, but just for the sake so we can, mm-hmm. uh, everyone can understand that. It really was just an Uber Eats at its time. It was called Arrow, Arrow Food Couriers, um, Arrow My Food. So our, our thing was we would uh, 
pick up food. We were working with a couple of restaurants, partners, you would order, we'll go pick up the food and deliver it to you. And then uh, we were around like the first companies where you can track your, your, your orders and, and yeah. see in real time. Um, and, and so we, we did all that, you know, all that cool stuff. Um, and, and right. It felt like things were going, you know, um, yeah, we, you know, like restaurants, we, we, we were just getting some momentum and then we just, we, we noticed that our orders weren't, didn't keep on growing. Right. So the orders were growing as we, uh, added new restaurants. What I would notice is we could have maybe 10 orders from maybe two restaurants. I add a third restaurant, it gets to 12. So it seems like it's just, you know, keep doing the work, adding the restaurants and let it grow. But what we noticed was the orders just kept on, didn't keep on growing. And a mm -hmm. lot of restaurants didn't want to, um, they, they just didn't want to, like a manager would tell me, look, I get paid 40,000 a year to make this happen. And it's already hard. If you do, if we add delivery and we work with you guys, I'm still going to get paid the same thing, you know, and it's just additional work for me. So we were just seeing a, a hard time scaling from there, um, you know, and, and engaging, the, engaging the restaurants. And that's when things just started looking like, hey, what's about to happen? Like, I don't know. You know, we had a target of what we wanted to make. Um, you know, we're a couple hundred thousand we wanted to make in revenue. We didn't look like we were going to hit it. And it was just like, hey, does this work? Let's just push it up and, and keep going a couple, a few more months. And then I had a car wreck. Uh, we were hit on a delivery and that kind of felt like it was like, okay, God, that's kind of what you're asking for. That car wreck happened and uh, it, it affected my ACL. I had, to have surgery and some couple things in it. You know, that, that's kind of, that was kind of the space. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to land at where that space was. Um, yeah. I'm not necessarily what, how the end was. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because I've, I've just noticed that it is a space that happens, like a situation. You know what I mean? Like a, something happens that throws you either off your game yeah. or makes you feel like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. But to hear your story of saying like, yo, I, I had the idea of doing Uber Eats and, or, you know, what I mean? and, and to have been doing it. Cause see, I didn't know that part. You had been doing this yeah, and we, then you had this accident. You know what I mean? So it was that the thing that made you say like, okay, this is not for me. This is not what I'm going to do right now. I think it's, it was a cumulative uh, uh, action of, of like that, of not only that, I think that really was the cap, right? Uh -huh. um, just wasn't growing as much as, as, as we would want to and having a hard time raised. Um, I think we were like, hey, it, we either raise venture capital or we die, right? Most yeah. of the companies that were doing that had to go that route. And so we were having a hard time raising that. And then, you know, usually you're like, okay, I'm going to be more resilient and keep on going. But there's a, a limit to what that resiliency is. And you have to know when to say, like, I'm stopping, right? Like, what is it for me? Like, it's my mental health. Is it affecting my mental health? Is it, you know, like, how am I relating with my family? You know, these are those important things that after, you know, I, I started to realize that, you know, these things matter. And so when that, that accident happened, um, it felt like it was like, look, this is just not working. Um, um, I, I'll show you some other idea from what you're doing, yeah. what you can work on. So you, did you just walk away from it and just say, okay, that's not what we're going to do anymore? Yeah, so um, I, I had another idea on the side. Um, mm -hmm. And so it wasn't a pivot. It was just more of like, a, look, this is not working out. Um, you know, if we keep on going, people will order and we'll just have debt with the restaurants. And so I was like, look, we're going to walk away with this with little debt. Um, we have cars that, I, that had to be debt on our name. It costs us because, you know, we, 
we had our agreement with Mercedes where they gave us some cars at the at like I think 60% off, but we still had that 40% to be paying over um, over time. So it was like, look, the idea was like, how can we get out of this with the least debt? Um, and uh, and so we were we were able to uh, just sell out some of our contracts to a to another company that was coming into Louisville. So that company actually got acquired by Grubhub. So we just you know we were like, hey, we have this 30 restaurants. I'll go recruit them for you. You guys give us this money, and so we can pay off our debts. And so, wow. I that so then that company ends up getting acquired by Grubhub. Yeah, yeah. So the company that bought out bought our contracts ended up getting acquired by Grubhub. Not necessarily because of you know what we're doing, but because they had that scale, right? But they yeah, had they, scale, right? Yeah. 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 But it's always one of those things, and that's the scariest part about like stopping to me. You know what I mean? Is it's like you you hate the what if. You know what I mean? What ifs keep you up at night. You know what I mean? Like. So what if I would have just gone on for another month or two? You know what I mean? Like, what if I would have contracted out the fleet? What if I would have done da, 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 da? You know what I mean? Exactly. My what if is, what if we didn't get those cars? Like, yeah. we could have we gone longer. And, uh, but luckily, I happen to try not to regret as much because, like, I'm like, look, I'm fine where I'm at. And, like, I think one, one, one activity that I usually practice is I think about all the horrible things that, have, that, I, that has happened in my life that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to get up from this, right? Whether it's from, you know, um, losing family members or jobs or moving to a different place or losing loved ones or, or dropping out of college or just not having to just all those different things. You know, I, I kind of look at it, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm still fine. And so, you know, um, when it came to the time for the what if, I just had one what if and I was like, okay, that's it. Let's move on to, let's move on to the next next thing. Uh, I, I learned a whole lot of it and uh, optimized for learning throughout the whole process. I'm Dion Stokes and I mindfully curated the Ambition Planner for ambitious women of faith like you. I am the CEO and founder of Forensic Marketing Agency, the host of two podcasts. I've created a tech company and I'm a wife. So needless to say, my schedule is ambitious. So I was looking for a planner that was going to be able to keep me spiritually grounded. I was looking for something to be able to provide a budget, you know, give me an hour by hour to-do list, and a culturally inclusive planner. And I couldn't find it anywhere. So I took my disappointment and I channeled it into creating the Ambition Planner. You know how they say in 21 days you can break a habit? Well, in 90 days, you can change your life. The Ambition Planner is the only planner that provides you a space where you can focus on your short-term goals so that you can achieve your most ambitious dreams. In addition to helping you to achieve your most ambitious goals, we donate a percentage of every single planner sold to a female-founded nonprofit organization because we believe that when one woman levels up, we all level up. If you would like more information or to purchase an Ambition Planner, please visit our website at theambitionplanner.com and get ready to start on your next ambitious journey. Yeah, that's awesome. Because what the shoulda, coulda, woulda, that thing right there, that, I call her a heifer. That heifer will kill you. <laughs> Hate her. Because the shoulda, coulda, woulda is just like, it nags at you. You know what I mean? Like, if I could have done this, if I should have done that, but if we would have done this faster, this could have happened. But it, I love the, the perspective that you put it in. You said, I did it once. Yeah. I left it there because at the end of the day, I can't do it. You know what I mean? Or I don't want to do it. Or you had that idea. You had another idea in the back of your mind. So what was the new idea that you had? Oh, great. Well, the new idea kind of um, 
you know, I noticed, look, because I said it like before Uber Eats, we, we would have it where you could see where your delivery driver is mm-hmm. on a delivery. Well, we didn't just do it just because it's cool. We did it because we didn't want to waste time knocking at people's doors. Yeah. And so that didn't really help. So one day I'll be like, hey, people be like, hey, leave something at my door. I'll be right back. And I'm like, look, this is food, right? Yeah. I don't want Ramsey's Cafe to come be like, hey, you left my food outside, you know? So yeah. it's like, hey, what if there was something to put that food in? And that's just, that gave the first spark, not the full, we, I needed for the idea, but it gave the first spark for the idea. It was like, hey, what if there was a compartment where you can drop something for somebody when they were not at home? And so that's when it lit up and I just kept on driving my cars. Like, I think it was a rich people part of town. So it was really cool. I just look at the nice house. I was like, hey, how can I put my new, whatever I'm thinking over there? Um, but it wasn't until I missed the delivery that I was like, hey, well, this has a big application in if people, you know, if a courier comes, which um, uh, save the save the U.S. Postal Service, a very very big fan of the USPS is my biggest. Um, I, I, that's a government government organization that I love. But anyway, so it was like it was a big problem for them. I was like, it's a bigger issue, um, deliveries and stolen packages, and and so if we could have a receptacle that mailmen could just drop packages with, that would make more sense. Yeah, that's amazing. And so that was that was your new business venture. That's what yeah, you business venture. And so I hate to ruin the story because weren't you acquired? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily we were <laughs> it's so funny. We were acquired. I, I moved into an apartment uh over here. Um and uh uh it's funny that the the package locker that we had in the apartment, it was like I never knew we had package lockers in Louisville apart from the one that we had in Amazon. So uh, real quick, it was a package locker company. I, call, uh, I built a company where uh, it's like an Amazon locker, but for your suburban home, it's outside. They can uh, solar solar powered, three um, G connected. It just open um, barcode scan. They scan it opens up, and, and 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 then you place it there. So that's really what it was. But I'd never seen anyone apart from an Amazon locker. And then I moved into an apartment that has um, a locker box. Um, and a couple months after I moved into the apartment, the same company acquires uh, <laughs> our uh, uh, Melhaven, what we're doing in Melhaven. Yeah, Melhaven. Because the thing of it is, is that what I love most about your story is that you took the failure and you said, okay, one time, shoulda, coulda. But I'm moving on to my next idea. It's that I took, you know what I mean? And it, it wasn't a complete pivot, but it was a st- it was in that same vein. Because we should always be identifying the other things that we can do with those same businesses. Yes. I'm going to take a pause right here. Right. And I'm going to have this section edited out. Okay, hold on one second. Because my food is here. It's so funny you're talking about this. Baby, you can come. All right. No, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Do it. You got it. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, my editor is so good because I know I never take a break and whenever I do they're always like you took a break in the middle of an episode just got here well my husband he acquired the company that I was talking about right exactly <laughs> but the thing of it is is that you said in that that moment you realize okay this is not what I wanted to do this is not working out but in that same vein it's like always re-identifying or reimagining your current company and what that growth would look like because whenever I, I talk to so many individuals about their growth plan because easily you could have continued doing what you were doing deliveries and still had this idea of what if we had a compartment that did these things you know that idea was still in you it was going to still come yeah. out 
point. You know what I mean? But that's a growth plan. That's a part of that idea of saying, we start here, but how about if we continue here? Uber was just dropping people off. And they're like, well, heck, while we're in the car, we could just go pick up some food, you know? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Or you know, all of these ideas kind of grow from these just a very small whatever that seed is, and can really matriculate into so many other opportunities. Yeah. And it's just it's so I, I hate to hear individuals that say I'm just going to be doing this. This is what I'm going to do. The growth, the idea, the idea of growth, it's scary, but it's so so powerful because look where you are today on top of the world, right? Yeah, it's in some manner. Yeah, well, right, right. I'll take that for sure. Yeah, I see blue sky behind you, so the analogy just felt perfect. <laughs> it, it, I, I'd say so, <laughs> but I agree. I agree 100%. That's awesome. So I, the thing of it is, is that uh, what do you have? Like, what message do you leave for people, individuals who are young, ambitious, that are wanting to start a career, wanting to start a startup, that have an idea? What kind of advice do you give them? Oh, so I guess I'll say some first. I think after my, after my failure, um, my, uh, I was just so gung-ho ready to get at it again, right? I was like, I'm going to try, I'm going to take some break and I'm going to try at it again. Like what's the worst that could happen? Um, and then after my win, it was like, oh, let me relax. It, it wasn't like that. So what I'm, what I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, failures, it's not as, as bad as you seem like you can find something from it, right? Like you can find something that you might not be able to find from other things, from even positive situations that there's nothing that you can find from it. In some positive situations, you're just relaxed. You're just comfortable. Mm -hmm. But in that negative or in that, I wouldn't call it negative, but in that situation that doesn't seem positive to you immediately, um, that situation is where you can dig deep. It's where you can be like, okay, look, I'm at the ground. There's nowhere else I can go. I'm going to just try all these things. I'm going to see what happens. And, and if I fail, it, 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 um, we'll see. But if I don't, yeah will happen if I feel I'll still have that energy I'll still have the energy um, to do whatever I want and I guess it'll go back to one last message that I have I always tell people be very optimistic because what is the worst right so I feel that I'm like no I'm gonna do it I got this what is the worst that can happen if you say hey I'm gonna go I mean, I'm gonna build a company and we're gonna have a hundred customers mm -hmm. what's the worst that happen if you say you want to do it in December it doesn't happen yeah nothing nothing, nothing. Happen. better than not saying it it's better than it's better than not doing anything and so and so goes back to that after failure it's like just do it once you have that situation as bad dig deep find out if there's anything from it that can motivate you towards being successful and the mistakes you made there you will find out that you're able to circumvent those mistakes or at least know how to get up faster even if you repeat those mistakes again. even if you repeat it i love that because Oh gosh, yeah. There's so many. There's so many nuggets that you put in there because I always say that failures happen for our good, yeah. and we don't know them right now. Okay. Nothing in, in the moment that your your ACL was it. Your ACL was yeah, yeah, ACL. That was it. You couldn't say like, oh, this is for my good because this is about to work out. My yeah. I haven't to pay forty percent for all the the fleet of vehicles that you had. You weren't like, oh, this is about to be like everything that I needed it to be. But when in those moments, if you just keep that seed buried inside of you, like it sucks, but yeah. somehow this is going to be for my good. You end up being, you end up look, being able to look back on it and then being able to say like, wow, if that wouldn't have happened, if I hadn't had this experience, if I hadn't have lost in this situation, I wouldn't know, A, the things to look out for, 
And B, look where I am now because of that. You know what I mean? So it's so, so powerful. Just wrap your arms around the failures, you know what I mean? And, and embrace them because they're going to happen. Yeah. And, and if you're willing to learn from them, you're going to win. You'll always win in the always, end. Always. I love that. So always. what's next? You said, you said uh, you're not sitting back. So what's next? Well, well not right now. I'm just, uh, I'm doing something that I think is really cool. I started a studio, uh, like a venture studio. It's a studio where I'm just working on some ideas that I really like. I have a, uh, the first idea we're working on, and things is all related to e-commerce. I think we're at a pivotal time where um, uh, the way people shop is changing, what people shop for is changing, people's expectations of shopping is changing. Kind of like, um, I think this is like a, a, a part two or three, or we can just say it's a, it's a next chapter of the earlier chapter, which was uh, next day delivery, right? That was very monumental, that was really huge. And so I think the next thing for us in shopping is the experiences is like, what are all the things that make shopping fluid? And uh, I call it fluid commerce. It's just a commerce where what are the things that could stop, you know, maybe a stop, you order something and it's out of stock, right? That's one reason. Right. You order something and the website is down. That's another reason. Or you order something and it gets stolen. Anything, any obstacle to making commerce fluid, I, I want to be able to remove that uh, mm -hmm. or just like investigate that. So the first thing that we're doing is, same thing I've been working on, misdeliveries and stolen packages. Uh, really, but we're just doing alerts, right? When you order from some retailers, they send you alerts 30 minutes after the package has been delivered. So it's sitting down on your porch. So my goal is to make sure your packages do not relax. They do not sit down on your porch and take that sun and smoke a cigar. They should be in the house. Stop playing outside on the porch. Package go inside within five minutes. So it notifies you within five minutes that of a package being delivered so you can go outside and get it. Our customers are retailers so that they don't have use old archaic systems that send emails to you. They get lost or emails that says, hey, your package has been delivered four hours after it's actually been delivered. So that's yeah. what we're working on now. That's dope. As somebody that has found themselves now, especially because of COVID, yeah. barely leaving their house, like when my pizza's sitting on the ground, I would be pissed in the, in the you know, now I'm like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. I don't, the contactless, ordering everything, everything that I order is delivered. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I think that's the kind of life that we live, but here we are and it's not going away and it's not going to right. change. And so I absolutely love that, man. I knew you had something up the sleeve, <laughs> something up the sleeve. I love that. Kella, this has been such a blessing. I it's, am so uh, glad that we took the time yeah, yeah. to have this conversation because you're, you're an inspiration to any, anybody that says, you know, man, I, I don't really know if I want to do grad school. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds like a logical move, but I mean, just take it from opportunities. Like if it doesn't feel right, then don't do it. If it feels perfect, then do it. But you got to follow your, your, your gut. You know what I mean? Let your gut be your guide and you'll never go wrong. And even if you break your ACL and have to have surgery, you, you will heal. You will be okay. I, matter of fact, I had another ACL surgery this year and I started a new company. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's like your 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 knowing, like you like if I have to have an ACL surgery, I'm about to break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to happen. <laughs> so you can transmute those bad moments and be like, hey, whenever this thing happens, this happens. So happen. no, no, thank you. You're also you know an inspiration to to us and to me and, and all all the things that you've uh, you've done and you know the different projects that you have. Let us know that look, keep things going. You know mm -hmm. that that saying, jack of all trades, master of none. 
Mm-mm. That's not for the 2000s. <laughs> that's an old thing. All of it. Do you understand? Yes. That's yes. All the things that we're, <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. we're participating in. I love that. Well, thank you again, Kella. It's thank always you. a pleasure. We need to hook up again really soon. Yes. I mean, it's sad we live in the same city and we orbit each other, but I'm glad we were able to meet in this sacred space and be able to share today. So thank you. Thank you so much, Dee. Absolutely. Have Thank you to those who sponsored and supported this episode. And the biggest thank you to Sophia Mobley Photography and Videography for being the dopest producer, sound engineer, and editor in the land. Please like, share, and subscribe at The Failure Report on YouTube, Facebook, Facebook Watch, Instagram, IGTV, and on Twitter at Report Failure since The Failure Report was taken. You can listen on Spotify, iTunes Podcasts, or wherever you consume content. To get notifications on our upcoming episodes, please visit our website at thefailurereport.org. There you can subscribe to become a fellow failure and get access to our blog and merchandise. We have things like mugs, t-shirts, notepads, you know, all the things. I'm Dion Stokes. Thanks so much for listening.